Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. It's time for a Radio Royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. That majestic music can only mean one thing. <laughs> Her Majesty is in the house. Our very own, our very own princess of policy. The beautiful, the wise one, the shining intellect of Princess <laughs> Diana. Welcome, Your Majesty, to our Saturday morning radio extravaganza. How are you? I'm very happy to hear your voice, Sir James. A great show as always. Well, thank you. So, Diana, we said today we're going to talk about July 4th. Okay. I want to talk about July 4th because, you know, I don't celebrate July 4th. I have a guy on the line, Leonardo. I'm sorry. He wants to wish me a happy 4th of July. I see your call, Leonardo. I'm not trying to dish you. But Diana and I had planned to talk about this earlier, Princess Diana. Yeah, I don't celebrate July 4th. And a lot of people go knee-jerk on me. How can you do you're a conservative? Why can't you do that? Because it's white folks' independence day. don't have nothing to do with no black people in America. Okay? Period. And I saw, Diana, um, uh-huh. a documentary a series. Actually, I've been watching them. I, I love documentaries, historical documentaries. I saw one last night that made me cry so hard um, on Uh-oh. the life of Marian Anderson. And it made me cry for a lot of reasons. Number one, her triumphs. And she was just so amazing. And then also what she had to go through in this country, her country, while she goes over to Europe and she's treated like royalty. She's treated so beautiful because she's so talented, except, of course, in Nazi Germany and places like that. But all the rest of her around, she's treated like she should be, like this amazing talent. And then when she comes back to America, she's treated like SHI, you know what. Um, but still, she perseveres anyway. She achieves anyway, which is what I love. Um, and But then I saw a documentary on, of all places, I know, PBS. I know, I know, PBS, about Benjamin Franklin. It's the Ken Burns documentary. And I was in between fascinated and feeling proud and then at some point just being very angry. <coughs> Benjamin Franklin unapologetic slave owner, hated black people until the very end of his life when all of a sudden he turns into an abolitionist. Um, And all of these things have just been, you know, I've been bubbling up with this stuff. For I never celebrated July 4th because when I started as a kid, I started reading history and I always felt left out. It's like, no, 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 this part of history is not from, this is not about me. This is not about my family. This isn't about the people that I know. This is about the, and by the way, I love that other people celebrate July 4th. I am grateful for America. I think America is the best nation on the planet. But I also think we have to be honest about our history. Okay, I'm through. What do you think? 
Diana. Did we lose Princess Di? I may have scared her off. I'm so sorry if I scared her off. But anyway, that's what I think about July 4th, folks. And I can't wait to hear what uh, Princess Di's response is to all of this. So we're trying to get her back on the line right now. And I will assume that we'll know in a moment or two if indeed we have her. I do recommend that Ben Franklin uh, documentary. It is fascinating. Parts of it are fascinating. This is a man who, again, like Thomas Jefferson, complex individuals, but came from nothing and worked his way into being, at the time, the most internationally renowned American of that time period. And without him, we would not have the America that we do. Princess Di, we lost you. You're back. Yes, I am. And I was saying, you couldn't hear me, that I don't disagree with a word you've said. I have a little bit of a different perspective that I respectfully offer to you on this on this weekend. And one of the things I want to do is first read the sentence that was not true for anybody when it was written, which is, We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. This was a revolutionary sentence in the history of mankind, and it wasn't true for the people who signed the declaration on July 4th, 1776. They were not at liberty. They could not pursue happiness. It wasn't true for any category of human being, and especially not true for the slaves, that the people who were enslaved by the very people who wrote this sentence. And one of the reasons I continue to celebrate, the more I know about America, its flaws and its its strengths, is because of that sentence, and I believe it was divinely inspired. And as Martin Luther King called it, it was a promissory note. It was a check that 100-plus years later, Martin Luther King came and marched to cash that check. The Emancipation Proclamation was signed in 1863. He came to Washington for his uh, deliver his I Have a Dream speech 100 years later. And he, he acknowledged that sentence, in fact, that this was a promise that every American was to fall heir to. It was a promise that all men, black men as well as white men, notice he doesn't say women, would mm-hmm. be guaranteed the unalienable rights of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And Martin Luther King was correct, and you are correct. This promise was given to all of us in the beginning, and it was not applicable to anybody. There was so much suffering and bloodshed and treasure shed to make this now in America, and in fact, more recently, in the last couple of weeks, where babies in the womb were also given this possibility of life, the right to life. So in my view, this sentence is worth celebrating. It's the birth of our nation officially, 
But this particular sentence, which has called our people to the greatest ideas in human history to claim it as our own, that we have this God-given right, and the word that is most important in this divine sentence is our creator, creator. And because we credited as a nation that force, the force of good, this unique evil of slavery was eventually extinguished, but as I said, much suffering, much blood spilled, and much treasure spent. So my suggestion is to perhaps look at this day as the birth of this particular promissory note that was then later claimed. And if that sentence had not been written, the outcome would have been completely different. And if you would allow me, I want to read a sentence that was delivered on the 83rd anniversary of the, De- of the Declaration of Independence by an African-American of the Banneker Institute of Philadelphia, which was an African-American literary group. It was a speech by Mr. Jacob White. He said, we have learned by experience and by the comparison of ourselves with people similarly situated to hope that at some day, not very far in the future, our grievances will be redressed, our long-lost rights will be restored to us, and that in the full stature of men, we will stand up and with our once cruel opponents and oppressors rejoice in the declaration of our common country and hail with them the approach of the glorious birthday of our great republic. I think that has to be claimed. I think that 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 sacrifice and that wish and that hope of that man giving that speech on that day needs to be honored. And so that is why today and this weekend I celebrate the 4th of July weekend because of that one divinely inspired sentence. This is one of the reasons I love you so much, because you bring to <clears throat> to mind and to and and to the mind of us a clarity that I don't think it, it I don't hear this anywhere else the clarity that you bring on this now I will say that all said um one of the things that I do and, and the reason I I think the way I think and I and I talk about it is to honor the people in my family to honor the people like my dad and his generation and my grandfathers and my and my grandmothers and all of these people who suffered, my great-grandmother, who was married to a, an, an ex-slave, um, because my dad and those generations, my dad went to World War II, he went to the Korean War, he loved America, as did my family. That also, I had other family members that served in these wars, and they came home, they were treated horribly by this country that they loved so much. But they never stopped loving it, and neither have I. I grew up loving this country. I was angry when I came to understand the treatment that some American citizens had to endure, including the women in this country who were left out. Who, who, but at the same time, I've always revered the fact that the founders of this country, despite their own personal flaws, and by the way, that unalienable rights, that was Benjamin Franklin's edit to this, doc, to this document. Um, but what America did that no other nation did was turn the tide from monarchy and feudalism to one where a republic was enacted that could actually help overcome the flaws of man. It was politically impossible 
at the time of our finding uh, of our founding to address the issue of slavery. It wasn't going to happen. If if that had been pressed to the we would have lost all of the southern states period. There would be no constitution, there would be no America, there would be there would not be a nation that could eventually turn the tide of humanity toward what is right. And so sometimes we have to take a longer view of history. And I do. One of the reasons I love this country is that this country is so unique that America has given so much to the world, has given more freedom to more people than any other nation in the history of mankind. And that's something that we should honor and treasure. But I also just think that for me, I need to honor and treasure my bloodline. And and so that the kids that come after me can understand what my father and his generation sacrificed to this country that they love so much too. And I join you in that honoring. I just want to say that this long struggle is one of the reasons that I am so optimistic because I don't have any use for the people who say, what's the use? All of the people who nowadays have political analysis that, oh, we're losing this and we're losing the culture. You look back at how long that that battle was fought, thousands of years, and then in this, in this country, over 100 years, that, that there is no reason for us ever to give up the fight for freedom, for liberty, for all men, including all women, all in the womb, all in, in created by the Creator. And so I join you in that honoring. And let me just say this. We owe so much to Rush. Yes. I'm sorry. You know, for, for all these years, you talk about somebody who just was steadfast in optimism for where this country was and for protecting and all for protecting innocent life, as you said. And so, I mean, this has been a week. Of, of all the weeks to miss Rush, this has been a week where I just find myself every day wishing that he could be with us to talk about these miraculous changes that have happened from the courts that we once thought were solely in the hands of liberals in this country that hopefully will allow more life to flourish in these United States and for many more of us to enjoy the, the, the freedoms and the liberties that are our birthright as Americans. Yes. Exactly right. And he is still with us. And your voice, especially, and a little bit mine, because, you know, he basically instilled for 30 years in us his wonderful optimism and his wonderful ability to express the truth. Diana Mee Princess Di, thank you. And thank you so much. This has been. <sighs> One of your best (laughs) ever, Diana. Thank you. Thank you, Sir James.